0: You're listening to my daddy, the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing Six Man or Star, I'm better than yesterday. I gotta be better. man, no star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better That's every minute, every second uh, Drop a juice, hope you them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard This real feel never clear what I say uh, huh. Always tuned in, never tuned out Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker Gotta stand up, got too many standouts Stay ready like the sick man of the year We up now We, we, we up now Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday Don't Playing six man, no star, I'm better than yesterday Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man, no star, I'm better than What's going on, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? Let me uh slide that over real quick. What's going on? It's Sunday. Um, I wanted to catch y'all before the game came on, so what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to um look at the comments here on Facebook to try to answer some of your questions and kind of connect with you. First and foremost, let me tell everybody I appreciate you coming through, man. I see y'all already there's a couple of people chimed in so. I appreciate that. Um, and tonight, man, um, we just wanna we just wanna talk, man. We just wanna talk about a few things um, <clears throat> that has been in the in the in the limelight. I mean, it's been on social media. It's been um, it's been on TV once. I saw it on TV once, um, and then I saw it on social media. This was maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and a few people, you know, chimed in on it, man, and you know for the people that chimed in on it specifically, I remember had a great perspective. They were saying how they didn't necessarily like the picture because it depicted a mother being violent to her, to her son. And, and, you know, some of the women felt like they got tired, they, they are tired of women being black women being depicted as being violent towards their kids. Right. And so, you know, that's a, that's a perspective. That's something that I wanted to listen to. Something that I wanted to hear. So, um, I put up a picture. Um, prior to the picture that I that I'm talking about now, I put up a post about boys. I think it was more or less the the, the comment on, on, on the meme was like boys can be princesses too, right? And so it was a group of pictures, it was about four or five pictures of different young men, black young men, um, with different princesses. And the and the princesses were also different colors. One of the princesses was white. One of the princesses was black, and so uh, people had issues with the fact that, you know, the different colors of the princesses, and that the prince, the boy, you know, the boys were only, you know, black. So it was a lot. It was a lot going on um, with that whole thing. And then maybe like two weeks later, it was another picture that came out with a mother um, and a white princess pulling her black son away from the princess. And at the top, it was saying how, you know, she was like, not my son. I ain't got time for this. I'm, I'm sick of it. And she was pulling her son away, um, away from the princess uh, with a belt. And so people commented on it. Some people said that it was sickening. Some people said that they tired of it. Some people said that that's messed up, you know, emasculating little boys like that. And then others came on and they were talking about how, um, you know, the mother was being depicted as being violent. You know, that's violence against the child. And I mean that 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 picture set the tone because it said a lot, you know. I'm 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 noticing now when people look at something, when people see something, when people hear something, you know, everybody has a different perspective, which I don't have an issue with at all because I'm 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 to the point now where we all gonna have different perspectives based off you know what we see, um, based off our past, based off you know some of the history, our, our past experiences. So all of us gonna have a different. Um, you know, all of us going to have a different thought process of what that picture says. And so for me, I know, um, let me see. I can't see the live pics. Oh, I can't see the live comments. Hold on. I might have to slide this because I can't see the live comments. Okay. I can see them now. All right. So I'm going to try to, I'm I'm going to try to comment as much as I can. And I'm going to try to connect with y'all as much as I can. Yes, you made it. You made it. You made it. I'm gonna try to connect with y'all as much as I can. Just waving to everybody, letting y'all know I'm here, acknowledging you. Let me see if I forgot anybody. Nope. Okay. So, um, I see you. I see you, KG. Roman, what's up, champ? Hope that shoulder feel better, man. Get healthy, man. Mo, I see you, Mo. Wendy, I see you, Wendy. Uh. Uh, why you come on doing 12 p.m. service? I'm trying to tune into. It's not 12 p.m. It's one o'clock. What are you talking about? It's one o'clock. So, um, so yeah. So, getting back to the story, um, you know, it was a picture, and it was depicted with a mother, and the mother, um, was pulling her son away from this from this white princess, and it's been talked about a while you know what i mean and people had different views so i really wanted to come on here and kind of share it with y'all now my my plan was to kind of you know just sit down kind of do a recording of it but i was like nah let's go ahead and put it out there let's see who who want to comment let's see what people think about it so i'm gonna try to you know what's up what's up peaches? bianca what's up babe i see you tisa what's up um and so you know i um i wanted to get you all's opinion you know on the whole matter because i know it was a lot of different things that popped up that people wanted to talk about mainly it was you know the emasculation of black men regardless right but then now we 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 we're, we're dropping we're dropping the age limit and now we're attacking you know the younger men somewhat right and so just a little tidbit I just finished watching the um, Aaron Hernandez documentary on, not, on Netflix and I will um, take some time see what I do now y'all is I'm learning that I can't just I can't just talk about and comment on stuff right when I see it or right when I right when I hear it I gotta kind of let it let it you know let it absorb let me you know let me get it filtered in my head and then kind of talk about it. So I will talk about the um the Aaron Hernandez situation um on a later date with another homie because I got a homie. um you know, we 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 do talk about sports sometimes and talk about things within sports, but kind of outside the actual sport itself. but we're gonna on a later date, I'm gonna sit down with him, you know, and we're gonna chop it up about that. But it made me bring up the point where, you know, from a psychological profile, you know, in the Aaron Hernandez um, story, one of the things that he asked his lawyer was, can people be born gay? And I've seen it all over social media. I've interviewed last year, um, two guys that were gay, openly gay. One was um, just coming out. His story was kind of you know he was from Texas. He he was from an Indian family, Indian descent, um, and he came to DC. And him being in Texas, he couldn't he couldn't come out because he knew it would be repercussions of coming out. And I was like, damn, for real. So I wanted to kind of hear his story. And then I interviewed a, a older a old coworker about his transition, and both of their transitions were different. But then some of them had similarities that were kind of the same, you know, similar. So, um, you know, the question that, you know, Aaron Hernandez asked his lawyer about, you know, can people be born gay? It made me think, you know what I mean? And so I wanted to talk about it. And Peaches is already saying, boys can, let me see, make sure I'm right, says... uh no, I didn't see your post. I didn't see your post, Tisa, but I was already planning to talk about this. Um, Peaches, you just said something. Where your where your where your comment go? Um, Peaches said, "Boys can be princesses." Now, Peaches, are you saying that they can be princesses, or are you asking? Because I know your your perspective is always a little different, and I love it because I want to be able to have some dialogue here. So just um. Just um, let me know what you're saying. Um, say, let it marinate. Yeah, it. it I, I, I tend to do that. I tend to do that, Jane. I tend to kind of let it marinate so that way I don't come out, you know, um, using an ignorant type of mindset because I always want to be open. And I know it's always, you know, three sides to a story is, you know, one side, you know, the other side, and then it's the truth. So I want to kind of, you know, speak on it you know, on both sides. I was gonna ask Peaches how. Okay, so the, the so the conversation has already started, and so you know, in my mind, I was like, you know, I heard this question before: Can people be born gay? And I was just like, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't know, but I did go on YouTube, right? You know, do, YouTube is like the new university if you want to know something, and it was something interesting that I saw, and I can't remember the specifics, but I remember they said that it's a chromosome that's set up in our DNA and some people's DNA that um, will allow them to have a different um, um, genetic makeup, you know, from their original, you know, male or female form. So in, 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 in stupid terms, there's a chromosome that will allow males to feel like females. And then there's a chromosome that would allow females to feel like males. And, I mean, they say that you can either take it out, you can put it in, you can, you know, do all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, whether that's good or bad or not. But my thing is, you know, you know, I have a daughter. She's six. And I know most of us have kids. You know, KG, she got a son. You know, and a lot of us got kids. And I think that, you know, in terms of adults, when they get to a certain age, and I mean, even if you you know, 13 or 14, um, because the two gentlemen that I um, interviewed on my show um, last year, you know, they both told me similar stories of how, you know, they would have female friends in school and they weren't really attracted to them. Right. And so it made me think like, damn, so at a young age, they already kind of knew that they did not like females. And one of the guests that I had literally told me that he used to have a friend where they used to go to the park and they used to, you know, have sexual acts. They used to kiss. You know, he said he he used to suck on her breasts and, you know, all this stuff. But eventually he still ended up saying that he went to the mall one day and was looking at a guy and he got an erection. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm not one to judge. I'm not one to do any of that. But my thing is I just wanted to hear his story, like, to to see really what it is. So, again, back to the question, you know, can – people be born gay. I I cannot answer that because I'm not a doctor, but I know for me growing up, you know, um, you know, I do understand that in the family setting that once a boy is growing that the setup is no, you ain't you you can't play with baby dolls, or you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't play, you know, with 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 girls and do certain things. I mean, and when I grew up, you know, initially um, my first um my first kind of, you know, encounter with a young lady was way 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 back in the day when my mother had a job at the Hoffman building. She was a security guard and I was going to a daycare and the daycare was called Murray Poppins. And if I can find this picture, y'all, I think I might have posted it a long time ago, but if I can dig into my my cradle of, of memories, I'll try to um post this picture because I was in a daycare with, with just, and mind you, at this time when my mother was working at the Hoffman building, we were living in Law, Maryland, right, um, right off Merkirk drive, I believe it is. And it's right, right by um, BW Parkway. And so it was a shopping center. And then if you came down out here and made a right and kept straight and bailed all to the right, that was BW Parkway to get back to Southeast or, you know, other parts of the area. And so for a few years, that's where we lived. I mean, a lot of people don't know that about me, you know, but I lived in Law Maryland and I had a white babysitter. Her name was Pat Strickland and I loved Pat. I mean, I didn't like some of the food that they fixed for me, but you know, Pat looked out for us. She had a she had a, she took a liking to me and my brother. And even though we were black, you know, her 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 husband, um, I think his name was George, and they had a son named Brad, they did not treat us or look at us any differently. And my mother felt comfortable enough to um, leave us in Pat's hands. And I mean, my mother worked so much. Um, and that's why I respect the grind of a female. I mean, I respect the grind of a person overall, but my mother felt so comfortable with Pat watching us. She would go out and do later shifts and go out, you know, and do, you know, later work and leave us with Pat and Pat would literally fix us dinner. You know, I remember times that, um, her, her husband, George would help me with homework and stuff. And so, I mean, I was still young, but you know, a little homework, you know, because I'm young. I'm not in school. My brother was in school, but I wasn't. But, you know, they would help me with, you know, letters, numbers and stuff like that. And I remember that stuff. I mean, I, I, I was telling my mother one day and she looked at me. She was like, you remember that? I was like, man, I remember all that. I remember when they used to make chili and they used to have the saltine crackers and they used to put mayonnaise on the on the saltine crackers. I used to be like, nah, I can't do that. But what I'm saying is when I was in Laurel, I remember being at this daycare center and I remember... Um, being maybe three, it was three of us. It was a, it was another black young man. It was a black girl, me, and then everybody else was white. Everybody else was white, and so I remember. Stop laughing, Jane. And I remember um, um, one time vividly that we were having nap time, and we had our individual cots that we were sleeping. And I remember one time. I got out of a cot and got in a cot with a with a white girl and kind of like got up behind her and slept and, and slept with her in the cot. And I remember that um, one of the administrators told my mother, and of course, you know, she gave me a um, talking to and a little spanking, and told me that I couldn't do that. But at that time, you know, and I'm thinking I'm probably like my daughter's age, maybe five or six. I knew then that I was attracted to, to, to females. Right, and so I remember another time, and I'm just giving y'all stories, a couple of stories. I remember another time, my mother um, was working late. Um, I, I, I was, <laughs> I was a little adventurous around in our parking lot and around in our apartment complex, and there was a young lady. Um, I can't remember her name, but she wasn't black. She was like um, black and Korean mixed. Oh, she was beautiful. She had that long black hair pretty skin i was all over that and i remember <coughs> my mother was looking for me and somebody had told her that they saw me going <coughs> with the little girl and her parents weren't home and man me and this little girl was in her her house um and we wasn't fully naked but we was we was kissing we was doing all types of stuff right and i'm I'm telling y'all i'm i'm a young man i'm young you know what i'm saying i'm young and so i'm just saying that at a young age I knew I was fully into women, right? And so I felt like when this um, when this this discussion came up, you know, I knew it was going to hit a couple people in different ways because some people look at it like, ain't no little boy supposed to be dressed up in no princess outfit. And then some people looked at it like, well, why the mother got to be beating it? I mean, was she going to beat it out of him? I mean, if he gay, was she going to beat it out of him? And so it's a, it's a discussion because I feel like there are going to be some situations where you know, young men are going to want to um, you know, you know, figure out, you know, going forward what they are and, and what they're gonna be in life. And I mean what I'm saying is I'm not saying that I have an issue with, you know, young men experimenting and and and, and you know, and within experimenting realizing that they wanna be with other boys. I'm just saying that at what point do we push that type of thinking on not not just young boys but little girls as well you know what I mean because I always heard growing up oh I'm a tomboy or I was a tomboy or I was a tomboy what what does that mean you a tomboy what does that mean that you like to do boy things but you still a girl and so um you know with the younger men it's like 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 if we see our son you know playing with doll babies and Um, you know, playing with girls, doing their head, you know, all that type of stuff. How do we deal with that? Right. And so I'm not saying that there is a situation where um, that you guys aren't going to encounter um, a young man um, wanting to do that. But my question is, how do we have that conversation with our young man to find out if that's not something that he really wants to do or if it was something that he was forced to do because in the first couple of pictures that I saw um to the young men I remember specifically were were dressed up in these dresses but they did not look like they were comfortable like they did not look like oh yeah this is what I want to do it looked like it was kind of forced so some people was like oh it was it was a pu- publicity stunt some people was like oh here we go again with trying to emasculate the male and all this other stuff, and I'm like, it's just a conversation, so I want to go, I want to go to some of the, some of the comments, because I see you guys have been commenting, so I don't want you guys to think that I missed you, so I'm going to go through some of the comments really quick to see if I can catch you, I want to give everybody a kind of a wave, and and if, and if you guys are here, listen, and if you guys are here, if you don't mind, can you give me a heart, can you give me a like, do you mind? sharing this because i want this conversation to kind of keep going so if you can please share this to somebody else um i will be um putting it on my other platform on my um on my audio version of my podcast as well thank you for the hearts i see the likes thank you for the hearts i see the likes um okay so i'm gonna come down i'm gonna come down and start going with the comments and say so when i was in so tisa tisa says when i was when I was in the first grade, my classmate was gay. So he was like seven. And so again, you know, here we go saying that, you know, that was first grade, like that he, he knew he was already gay. Right. And so how, you know, how did that, how did that come? How did that, how did that come apart? Like, how did that, how did that look? How did he know that he was really gay that, that young, that early? Um, Boys can be princesses and not be princesses. Okay okay peaches i hear you and now as an adult do what tickles your fancy and i agree with that um you know peaches i agree with that a hundred percent do like my man Devin say do what you do man um twin says uh prince i think she uh meant well it spell check princesses okay that's cool um let me see women are designed to be princesses and men are designed to be princesses prince let me make sure i say that right prince um and then some people are born to be both okay and so that's a that's a conversation um kg says i do believe that some not all that are gay people are born gay and you know that's a conversation as well uh Peaches says that I knew one of my little cousins was gonna like men from the time he was a toddler, and so you know that's my thing. It's like you know I'm not sure what the age difference is between you and your cousin, Peaches, but what, what like like how how did that conversation go? Like when you saw him or if you interacted with him, like was there a conversation? Was there a conversation between him and his parents? I'm not sure if the father was in the house because there's a whole lot of different dynamics that happen because I know for a fact that, you know, when men see their son in a certain light, listen, my father, Melvin, listen, my, listen, 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 my father, this is my father, y'all. This is Melvin Williams right here. This is my man, 50 grand. And I know for a fact that when he grew up, you know, in the 50s and 60s, they didn't, they didn't play that. They didn't have all of that. They didn't have all of the stuff that we got now. And I'm not saying that people weren't gay, but my father did not want him to approach me and my brother in a way where he felt like it was okay for us to be gay. Now, if we would have ended up being gay, I don't think my father you know, would have had an issue with it. He probably would have had to deal with it, if, if that makes sense. But I don't think he would have forced us to be straight but you know with his genetics and his dna and and, you know running through my brother and i i got two beautiful daughters my brother got two beautiful daughters and it just never was meant to be for us to be gay period point blank and so my father you know he was set up a certain way where you know that wasn't gonna happen in our household well around him anyway um and so i got a lot of y'all watching hey tiffany i see you sherry i see you ernest what's up champ i see you um let me go down. Sadie, I see you. on uh, Shirley. I see you, Shirley. Um, Jean, um, I'm visualizing the mayonnaise on the crackers. Come on, man. I knew that was you talking about that, man. Stop it, man. Okay, so Mo says there was a kid that was babysat that played with my little pony dolls, uh, combed their hair and all, but would never take the dolls out of the house. Never. And so you know, to me, I think that that's sort of a sign, you know, that's sort of a sign that maybe, you know, he understood that, you know, he had to be, you know, referenced as a masculine male outside, but then in the house he was able to kind of do, you know, what he felt was good for him in the inside. And so again, y'all, I'm not saying that, um, that young men cannot, um, be princesses i'm not saying that that's not a possibility but what i'm saying is the word prince and princess is set up with like kg was saying that a female would be the princess and the male would be the prince and so when i saw this and it said you know boys can be princesses too i knew it was going to go through the roof i knew it was going to be a conversation with you know people wanted to talk about it and it was going to be some dialogue about it. And so, I thank you for the comment. Joe, I see you. Tweety Bird, I see you. Uh, let me see. Let me keep going. Ebony, I see you, Ebony. Bruce, what's up, champ? My man, Bruce Bailey. I used to love my man when he was with Backyard. He used to give us that good old man. Oh, man. I got a 96 Backyard, Bruce. Oh, my God, Slim. You was killing it on that joint, man. x 3 All the way. Hey, listen. Let me just give my man X Re a quick shout out, man. My man X Re Hip, X Turpin, out in Vegas doing his thing, man. My man is watching me live. I appreciate the champ. Appreciate you, homie. Um. So, Khadijah says that Kevin Hart was nationally criticized for saying he would hit his son over the head with a dollhouse if he caught him playing with it, right? And so, again, you know, that's that conversation where that's an individual with with individual thinking and that's his household right how can we criticize him for doing what he thinks is right in his household we cannot do that because we all see um how uh Gabrielle Union and, and and Dwayne Wade allows their son you know their son to openly be you know whatever it is he wants to be right and so I remember I saw a picture of Gabrielle Union and him at like a gay pride parade and I mean, I don't know how old this young man is, but but still, like, where it where like, what did that conversation look like? Did it look like, you know, you know, are you a boy? Do you like boys? Do you like female? Like how like how do you know for a fact that this is something that he's comfortable with doing? Because again, you know, talking about this um this Aaron Hernandez thing, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but you know, him questioning. His attorney asking him, can people be born gay? Like his father, Aaron Hernandez's father didn't play that shit. And that's why I showed y'all my father because my father was old school like that. And I remember times my father would grab me and, you know, be disciplining me or whatever. And he'd be like, I dare you cry. I dare you to start crying. I mean, I remember one time I was playing with the bird in uh, my father's apartment. He had a bird. And, and, and my father told me to stop playing with the bird, stop messing with the bird. And it was a plastic bat. Like, like those little t-ball bats, the, the yellow bats. I mean, it wasn't hard. It was just like a plastic hollow in the inside. Hey, listen, when I tell you I should have listened to my father when he said stop playing with that bird, <laughs> listen, that's all I'm going to tell you. I should have listened to my father when he told me to stop playing with that bird. But I can remember, you know, um, getting ready to cry. He would get right in my face. I dare you to cry because if you cry, I'm going to really give you something to cry for. And so back then, it was a different time. You know, those times... Parents could discipline their kids like that and not have the police show up, you know what I'm saying, at their house, right? And I'm going to use an example real quick because I got a homie a few years back, a homie of mine, good homie, had has two daughters. And he came home one day and his daughters, um, when he opened the door, his daughters was doing something that didn't look right to him. That's all I'm going to say. His daughters was doing something to each other that didn't look right to him. So he spiked him and he disciplined him. And he was living in Montgomery County at the time. And I remember talking to another homie that found out about it. He said that the neighbor of of my man called the police. And when the police showed up, he went to the door with the belt still in his hand. And was like, what's up? And the police was like holding their guns. Like, can you put the belt down? And he put the belt down and they arrested my man. They arrested my man and charged him with all types of stuff child endangerment um i mean assault i mean all types of stuff i mean he he i mean he he had a lot that he had to deal with in that situation and i was just thinking to myself like damn it's to the point now in this day and age you can't even discipline your child in your own house if you got neighbors that feel a certain type of way so it's like how do you ever discipline your kids and structure them kind of the way you were raised and i mean but even if your, your children go whatever route they decide to do. You know what I'm saying? What does that conversation look like? Because you have to have a conversation. You have to kind of, you know, not saying the birds and the bees, but you kind of have to have a conversation with them to see, you know, what route you should take with that. Um, let me see. Tweety Bird said, I believe that you are born with your sexual preference. My son knows he likes women at one I d- I didn't really know how to think about sexual preference until I had my son and watch his natural instincts kick in. So if you are going to be gay, then uh, if you're going to be gay, they are gay at birth. Okay, and so you know Tweety Bird, that's that's not a that's not an opinion that I'm going to disagree with because of you know if that's if that's what you feel, I mean it is what it is. Um, let me see. Um, I thank y'all again for watching. I thank y'all again for watching. I'm trying to get to the comments as fast as I can. Khadijah says, I get being angry and I get angry. I, I, I get being angry at the abuser. However, I do have an issue with the gay community being angry with hom- heterosexuals for not wanting their child to be gay. I'm a Christian and I don't want him to become Muslim later in life, but I will love and support him. No matter what, I mean. So there you go. I mean, and so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that um, if that would, if that's what the young man decides to do later on in life. But what does that look like? I mean, do we just push? Do we just push dresses? Do we just push doll babies? Do we push, you know, all this stuff into his face to make him feel like, you know, that's what it is? I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Atisa um, says he was cheering, jumping, double dutch with all the girls. And I mean, guess what? I remember. I mean, Tisha, to be, to, to be honest, I mean, I remember um, Dern Thomas. Dern Thomas was somebody that I went to school with um, in Henley. And I remember at an early age that Dern was a little bit more feminine, you know, than all of the rest of the boys. But I remember I still was cool with Dern, though. I, I mean, if Dern was on here he would watch this, he would tell y'all I was cool with Dern. I remember I used to walk up you know, to, um, up, 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 uh, Cascade, and, uh, I forgot the name of the apartments with Jamal and them used to live at, with Shanice, um, Huggins, and, um, you know, all my homies that I went to Henley with, you know, shout out to the Henley Hornets, um, that I used to go up there, and I used to chill, you know, with and I remember when Ralph Dela uh, Delahunt, before he passed, that was my man, um, you know, he lived over in the courts with them, you know, and, I can remember that um, Dern had got into a situation in the parking lot at school, and he beat this dude up. And, I mean, even though everybody in school knew, you know, he was soft, but Dern can fight, though. So, it's like, you know, know, I can't say that a a male is never going to end up identifying being gay. I'm just saying, at what age limit do we have that conversation? At what point do we say, okay, when we identify something... How do we identify and how do we have that conversation to really identify whether that's what it's going to be, you know, before we actually, you know, discipline or jump in and do something with our kids? Because we don't necessarily know, you know, if that's something that's generally, you know, that's what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate all of the comments. Um, uh, Lakeisha Grimes said, why should it be a conversation if that's your child you're going to love? the child regardless. Well, I mean, yeah, but it still, it still has to be a conversation. I mean, it still has to be, you, you still want to have a conversation to get, um, you know, to, to know you want to know, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just like, you know, if your child comes home and he's a boy and he's a male, but if he comes home and he tells you he's gay, it's like, you don't want to know, you don't want to talk to him to find out how he got to that point. I'm not saying that you're going to try to talk him out of it, but it still needs to be some communication. Like it still needs to be a talk to find out what his reasons are. You know, maybe he's being led by somebody else that, you know, not in a good way to be like that. And you just want to know. So you just want to generally know, you know, that's something that they generally want to do. I'm not saying that it has to be a conversation where you're going to beat him up about it. I'm just saying at the end of the day, we black, man. And we know that a lot of our black households, a lot of our black families, we did not communicate about a lot of stuff. All we did was let stuff slide and never talked about it. So that's all I'm saying is now we're at a point now where we have to communicate stuff to find out what's really going on. Um, Peaches says um, his mannerisms and both of his parents knew and they accepted it. And I mean, and that's, and, and if that's the case, you know, it's nothing I can do about that. Thank you for the comment, Peaches. Peaches. Uh, Sonya says, people say that the X and Y chromosome cross during fertilization. And I think that was some of the stuff that I heard on the YouTube um, channel that I looked at, Twins. So thank you for mentioning that. And they did say that it can kind of switch, you know, during that process. But again, I mean, I'm just saying, at what point, you know, do we have a conversation versus just, you know, you know pushing dolls, pushing dresses, pushing makeup. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. I mean, you know, when I, when I found out, when I found out my sister Ashley was gay, you know, I, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever felt no type of way about it, right? But I remember us talking about it, though. I remember not in a forcible way, because at the time, my sister's mother didn't take it as well, but I remember me and my sister talking and at the time, she was going to Flowers, and she was playing basketball. And I remember, you know, just us talking about it. Because I had remember her, you know, liking boys. I mean, I remember her dealing, you know, ha- having, you know, boy friends, so to speak. But I remember we talked about it, and she told me, you know, how she felt, uh, what it felt like for her. Um, and, you know, at that point, I was just like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're still my sister. And like you saying, Lakeisha. You know we gonna love him regardless and that's true but what i'm just saying is having the conversation because what if what if it's a young male um feeling like he's pressured into being something he's not i just don't want young men to feel like they got to be pressured into something that they truly don't want to be or be pressured into what society is telling them to be you know what i'm saying i want them to generally know for a fact that that's something that they want to do that's all that's all i'm saying um so my man Gene says, I don't really care, just be real either way. Biologically, some people born with both genitalia, if God has made space for this to be reality, then I have to accept that I have to accept that some people are born gay. And before anyone says God, before anyone says God, this and God, that remember all the other things God permits in his permissive will. Just be real to yourself and have your own relationship with God through it all. Hey, hey, Jane. guess what? And that's why I'm glad you a homie of mine, man, because I I feel like when we talk, we always kind of, you know, see things eye to eye, but then we got a way of breaking down why we feel the way we feel or breaking down why we saying what we saying. We just don't blurt out and just say, you know, whatever, so, I mean, I appreciate y'all, man, coming through, I can't read all of the comments, you know what I'm saying, because there's so many of them, but I did want to end, I did want to end with, um, this doll baby thing, right, and so this doll baby thing just came out, um, and it's a, it's a, it's a transgender doll baby, you know, it's a transgender doll baby, and it has a little penis on it, and I'm just like, what is what is what is this? I mean, are we, we we pushing this to little kids like I don't I mean, so I just feel like kids, you know, like my daughter right now, you know, I, she's she's absorbing so much. I mean, she asks so many questions when we watch the TV, when we driving, you know, um, when I'm picking her up from school, she's seeing, um other stuff that other kids at her school is doing, even if they're in her class. Or in, an, or in a higher class. I mean, she asked so many questions. my daughter, between, my, between her mother and me, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna say I was a dummy because I wasn't really, you know, that high on academics when I was in school. And her mother, I think, uh, just got her master's degree, I believe. And then she works for the Justice Department. So she is smart. College degree, all of that. So, you know, Gianna, you know, to me is even smarter than a lot of kids that she's in school with because they give us this little sheet and it tells us the percentile. And I mean, she's in the top, she's in the top five percentile at at, at six. And I mean, she even had to wait a year because her birthday is in November. So she couldn't go to kindergarten right away. We had to wait like another year, you know what I mean? And so I think she's well advanced, but she asked so many questions. I mean her mother provides that motherly, you know, let I me mean, get your nails done, and get your feet done. And I know even for me, I try to do the same thing. I try to, you know, make her feel pretty, make her feel nice, you know. I'm not I'm not too soft with her. I think I'm just enough, you know, cuz I I'm not saying rough her up, but we play all the time. I mean, she <laughs> my daughter play with me all the time. But I'm not saying rough her up, but we play and I want her to know that you know it's okay to be, you know, somewhat aggressive to people who are trying to be aggressive towards you, right, male or female. And I tell her all the time, if somebody hits you, put your hands on them, right? You know, try to refrain from putting your hands back on them. Go tell somebody. I said, but if it gets to a point where you feel endangered, if you feel if you fear fear, you know, hit them back and then go tell the teacher. So I mean, I try to you know tell her as much as I can, but this trans this transgender doll baby I, I mean it broke it, it like it like it, it it just it took me it took me to and I was just sitting there thinking like why I mean why are they coming out with this and I mean we you can have all different types of conversations about the LGBTq community and people feel like you know they get all of this attention they get all of these programs they get all of this love but black men and women don't get any love you got black women that get abused that get raped you know that's missing. You got black men that's in jail, black men on child support, they can't work. You got all, you got the L G B T Q community getting all this shine, but you got black people, men and women, not really getting none of that. But then you got the Mexicans with this program uh, DACA that's getting all this shine. It's just like wow. And now it's like you know I was having a conversation with my man and then Mike Reed uh, and Big Skull, and uh, and um uh Sean, um, uh Mike's Corner, uh, their podcast is pretty dope. I I've been on their podcast a couple of times. Um and they would and, and I remember um Mike Reed saying that, you know, the LGBTQ community is just too strong. People don't want to mess with them, right? People don't want to, you know, start talking bad about them because bad things happen. And then we we, we know what happened um with with um with Dave Chappelle when he was had his Netflix special, he was talking about the cancel culture. And it's just I mean, it's just like nowadays you can't say nothing because everybody's so sensitive and everybody now got something to say. And I mean, I don't mind people having something to say, but let it make sense. Let it have some 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 understanding to it. Don't just be blurting out stuff just because you wanna you want somebody to hear your voice. And that's why I say when I when I talk about stuff, when I come to y'all, I try to come with a sound mind and not just blurting stuff out. So let me go back to a couple of the comments since I switched uh, the narrative a little bit. Uh, let me see. Uh, Ron Black. Ron Black says, I'm not with transgender baby dolls, bro. We're opening the doors to conversations with children that I don't feel they're re- quite ready for. Little Let little boys and little girls be little boys and little girls. I mean, I- I'm with you, Black. I'm with you, Slim. I mean, I, I kind of I feel the same way, but again, somebody that doesn't have that same view is going to want to have a conversation with you, and I don't want to say argument, but I'm going to say dialogue. Somebody is going to want to have a certain type of dialogue with you. Um, KG says, I have conversations with my 14-year-old son now about girls and how to treat them You have to have conversations with your children about everyday life issues. I talk to my son about sex, condoms, protection, drugs, girls saying no, and so many other subjects. And I mean, I mean, KG, guess what? You are doing you are doing the right thing. I mean, because I feel like, you know, the conversation is needed. You know what I mean? Um, Let me see. Did I miss um, Ebony? Because somebody is agreeing with Ebony. Ebony said I have. Ebony said, "I believe as people, we have a bad habit of always wanting to label things early. Just because your son may display feminine traits doesn't make him gay. Just because your daughter may be a tomboy doesn't make her gay. We need to allow time to tell. I believe in talking to your child on that level. And I mean, and that's what I'm and 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 I mean, I think Ebony, that's basically." Um, in a nutshell, I think that's kind of what I was saying because I felt like when I was when I was a young man, um, I grew up on Sixth Street, and there was a young lady by the name of Ebony Young, and she was a very beautiful. Um, she had a a, a well shaped body. I mean, very athletic, and you know, if you if you mess with her wrong, she would whoop your ass. I mean, she was physically capable of of fighting, and would whoop you. And it was females. When her and her sister Danielle went to school, they fought all the time because they was the, you know, they were pretty girls, had nice banging bodies, but they would whoop your ass, and you wouldn't jump out there with Abney or her sister or Tiffany because if you did, you was gonna get. Listen, if you fought one of them, you fought all of them. I'm gonna just say that if you fought one, you fought all three, and I mean they whole family from their aunts and they uncles. I mean, listen, they they got it in, and so I remember, you know. Um, Ebony being one of them friends that I had for a long time. And I remember when I was going through my stuff, you know, Ebony was one of them friends for me that I felt like, you know, they say everybody has a reason or a season, you know, in your life. And Ebony was like one of my best friends at one of the, you know, turning points of my life because she didn't want to see me in the street. She didn't want to see me selling drugs. She didn't want to see me, you know, just, you know, locked up dead or whatever. And I remember. You know, we used to have these conversations. And, I mean, as she's grown up, you know, she's a little bit more, you know, feminine now. But back in the day, she was still feminine. But again, you know what I'm saying? She would whoop your ass. So, Ebony, that's a great point. And I just feel like that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, the conversation definitely needs to be had. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and Khadijah, again, with you, that's that's a perfect conversation. I mean, because I'm not saying that it's either right or wrong. I'm not saying, you know, it can't be done. But what I'm saying is we can't be just pushing stuff to these kids, making them automatically think it's okay. And I'm not saying, okay. Like it can't be okay, but I'm just saying, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's just don't force it on. I mean, now they got, now they got bathrooms in schools. That's transgender. Like what, what? Like, I mean, I remember I was reading a story and it was a school where they took the doors off the bath. Like they took the doors off the bathroom. I'm like, what like so so now it's just this i feel like it's just too much i feel like it's just too much and we're in a world now where i mean you can kind of do whatever you want which is fine but all i'm saying i got a six-year-old now my oldest daughter is 24 she's doing her final year at bowie state university i feel like she's grown whatever she decides to tell me she wants to do with her life again like y'all saying you know i'm still gonna love her regardless but guess what i still want to have a conversation with her whether she's having kids, whether she's having a baby, whether she tells me she wants to be with another woman. You know, I don't know um, how it is to be with another woman. So I, I might have to, you know, consult my sister and say, hey, what do I tell baby girl about this? How do I approach this? I mean, that's what we need to do as as family members, as parents, we got to communicate, right? And so that's all I'm saying. But I just say that to say, you know, I just feel like with the kids, my, my little one, Gianna, I don't want to feel like I'm just, you know, allowing her to be a little boy if that's not what she really want to be. So I generally take a step back and I just watch her. And when she asks me something, the first thing I, she'll ask me a question and the first thing I'll ask her, why you ask me that? You heard somebody else say that? And then she'll begin to tell me her story and I'll be like, oh, okay, so you're, oh, okay. And then I begin to talk to her. So that's all I'm saying, y'all. All All I'm saying is, I'm not saying that, um, damn, there's a lot of y'all on here. I appreciate y'all, man. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying that, It's not possible. You know, I'm not saying that it don't happen. I'm just saying we should have a conversation and we should make sure we are having a conversation with an open mind and having an open mind with understanding. And like like Khadijah and like Peach is just saying now, um, communication is the key. And it is. I mean, we have to communicate. We cannot feel like, you know, in this day and age that we can just let stuff fly and not talk. I mean, even... To kind of on a side note, you know, when we talk about um, relationships and I'm not just talking about, you know, with people, I'm talking about in business, you know, um, if you got a, um, a guy that does your oil change, you know, you got to communicate with him. Hey, what's up? Like my man who do oil change, I'd be like, Anthony, what's up? Where you at? Oh, I'm old Laurel. Hey, what time can you um come and give me an oil change? Oh, well, I'll probably be around your way about four o'clock. Um, I'll call you let you know, and then this times he may hit me back. Hey, I actually had somebody canceled, so I can, I can get to you about 2 o'clock. All right, bet. I'm in the house. It's communication. Communication is the key, even in a relationship, regardless if it's just between you and another person or if it's business or whatever the case may be, communication is the key, and that's why I think that I enjoy doing what I do with y'all because it's not hard, one, and two, it's a it's, it's a little bit of a stress reliever for me because I can use it to kind of, you know, let go some of the things that I think about and then give you guys an opportunity to see kind of where I'm at. Because back in the day, I was a different person. And, I mean, when I say different person, I was closed-minded. I always had an attitude. Um, I, I always thought everything else was everybody else's fault. I never thought I was at fault for nothing. And I was just a wild young man. I was wild, man. You know what I'm saying? And I and I tell people that story where I got, I got arrested for something minor. I got locked up. I went to Upper Marlboro, and um, the jail was overcrowded, so they put me in a lockdown unit, which which meant I was in the cell for 23 hours a day, one hour a wreck, right? And I remember, long story short, you know, I ended up being in that cell for six months. I ended up being in solitary confinement for six months, and I mean, by the time I stepped foot out that cell one time to see O'Kane to give me something to eat early in the morning, because in, in jail, you know, you eat early. Your breakfast is like. 3 30 in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning, some some crazy shit like that. And I remember getting out of bed, and I never really wanted to eat that shit. I just would just get up and get it and put it on the um on the and just jump back in the bed. And I never had a roommate. I didn't have a roommate at that time, so I was just in a swole doing pushups, sit up. I mean, just doing whatever I could do to keep my mind. Saying I remember one time the dude gave me a deck of cards, and I would just you know shuffle the cards. And my routine was just get the card and whatever card it was. I, That's how many push-ups I would do. And, I mean, I was in that cell for six months, y'all. And by the time I stepped foot out that cell, my mind was, I was an animal. If you looked at me wrong, if you said something to me, it's whatever. It's a rap. And so people, you know, as I grew up and and started hanging with, you know, people. When I got out and went to Baloo and was hanging with different people and, you know, uh, creating new friendships with the homies that I got friends now with. They used to be like, damn, that nigga crazy. And it wasn't that I was crazy. Guess what? If you locked in, if you was locked in your bedroom with no TV, no electronics, just you for six months, for 23 hours a day, that shit would change you as well. And that's all I'm saying. You know, you know, people don't understand what your past is. People don't understand where you came from. And I mean, and that's kind of, you know, one of the elements that I came from. And people used to always ask me, why was I so aggressive? Hey, listen. After being in that cell for 23 hours a day, one hour a wreck, and being in that joint for six months and getting out when I when they cracked open, hey, open the cell for wins. They opened up that cell and put me in uh, H11A general population. Man, I was a, I was an animal, Slim. And and I had, and as soon as I walked in, there, it, it was like four dudes that I had dealt with in the street, and, and we saw each other, dapped up, whatever. I'm like, you just swollen now. Yeah, I'm like, man, I would and I was telling them what happened, and I'm talking about y'all my first day. We in there playing spades. A dude get to talking, slick at another table. Man, I got up and just, and, and punished cause off the break. And they had to put me back in the same um, lockdown unit, but they went upstairs. I had like this little counselor, this little uh, this psychiatrist or whatever. And they had saw what had happened to me. And they saw, they was like, this man had just been here, but this man has been in lockdown for six months when he got like this petty charge. No, 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 no. Take him out of lockdown. We need to put him in a unit with some guys that's on chill. So they put me in another unit where everybody was just chill. And, I, and as soon as I walk in the unit, I know some dudes in that joint. And it's chill. You know, Southeast, Maryland, Oxen Hill. You know, everybody got their own little, you know, whatever. But, you know, I was chill. But even still, I was on edge. If you said something to me, if you looked at me wrong, I slim, I'm going to beat the brakes off you. And that was my mindset when I got out. And when I went to Baloo, luckily, When I was at Roosevelt, I was a little quieter, you know, um, because, you know, I wasn't from uptown, but I knew folks from uptown. Shout out to all my uptown. Um, But when I went to South, when I went back to Baloo, the Southeast, I was at home again. So I'm just saying, I just gave y'all that little tidbit that, you know, kind of let y'all see that, you know, you you, you always don't know what you think you know about a person. You always cannot automatically assume something about somebody just because they react a, a, a certain way. And I know that the phrase is. You know, um, somebody's perception of you at that time is their reality of you. But that might not necessarily be your reality, though. You might just be showing them something at a time where you, you know, where you where you just in a bad state of mind at that time. But that's what they remember about you. Because I know when I used to go out, motherfuckers used to be like, nigga right there? Man, don't fuck with him. He ought to change. So when I was at Dale State, man, people was like, that motherfucker, why the fuck is he here? He ain't no student. He fighting every day. I mean, I, I, I don't feel like I was fighting every day but I was in conversations, and I was not the type to back down from a conversation. Like, if you want to do something, let's do it. And so, you know, I'll close with saying that, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, you know, what your child may want to do, what you may see in your child, we got to communicate, man. We got to talk. We got to, we got to find out what it really is, you know, and and, and make sure that you're good with it. Like everybody's saying, you got to, you know, you're going to love your child regardless, but at the end of the day, let's still have that communication, let's talk, and not just be rusted judge, you know what I'm saying, so I appreciate all y'all coming through, um, if anybody missed it, I would definitely keep it up on, on this Facebook feed, and I'm definitely going to download the, uh, the audio part, so y'all can hear that, you know, as well, and so, again, I'm on Facebook, as y'all see, um, Real Talk with the six Man, um, I'm on IG, Real Talk Six Man. I'm on Twitter. I don't use Twitter that much. Um, and on Twitter, I'm uh, the Six Man 4. And then my YouTube page. That's kind of what I'm gonna start. Kind to, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start trying to put more content on my YouTube page. And my YouTube page is the Six Man. So once I finish with this and I let it um, download, I'm gonna save it and then I'm gonna pop it up on my YouTube channel as well. So I'll have it there as well. So I just appreciate y'all coming through. I wanted to give y'all something before these games started, because I know I want to watch the game a little bit myself and my daughter upstairs and she probably waiting for me to talk to me or whatever. But I just wanted to, you know, come on here real quick, share that with y'all. Uh, I got another topic coming real soon, but I just wanted y'all, you know, to, to just, you know, cheer with me today and just kind of talk about it. So I appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate all y'all comments. I'll try to go through the comments if I missed you and try to comment. So we can keep it going. Um, but again, I mean, just keep watching out for a few things that I'm trying to do. If y'all missed it, I was just a ball eagle with some young men talking to them. So you can go to my YouTube channel and check that out. And it's also on my um, Facebook page, Real Talk with the Six Man. And again, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me, man. And again, like I always tell y'all, man, be better than you were yesterday, man. Peace. Y'all be easy. Real Talk. I'm the six man, the six man, the six man. No need for game plan. I ain't a cheater. No need for game plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm the six, six, six man. No need for game plan. I tell you who I am. Come out here and check, and you see why I'm the six man. No need for gang plans, you don't know who I am All of you in the saddle, homie, I'm the sixth man No need for game plans, I told you who I am Come out here and check me, you see why I'm the sixth man I'm, six I'm the 6th man I'm talking real talk, talk you with the program I'm the 6th Street, I'm the 6th man I'm talking real talk you with the program man. Cause they call me heartened And then I made them feel the beard When I rain these tears On all your top tiers Yeah a rain or some smoke You want to clip or a hawk I'm hot, you Crawford, more proper. Make a blazing trail To the rock I'm Cliff Robinson Say I was a king with on G Fox B Jackson, so pardon you, little homie. I know that you don't know, but beyond three, I'm on no mix with Kuko. She get in my modiso, it's never off her feet. I feel like a Kelly. She know it's in my jeans, so take a look at me. I can do it twice in four years. I feel like new Win. so step out here, my man, and get the beat I'm from Sixth Street. I'm the Six Man. I'm talking real talk. talk, talk here with the program. I'm from Six Street. I'm the Six Man. I'm talking real talk. Talking here with the program. It's the Six Dog. We all the way to make the figures, making moves, making money, dog. Always deliver. It's the 6th Street Dog. You already know it is. I'm the heartbeat man. Always handling my business. I'm from Street. I'm six man. No need for one I'm from six street. I'm six man. I do what don't know, man. No, I don't No need street. I'm six man. Six man.